Jazz superstar Donovan Mitchell on the big show. Do you have a message to jazz fans? What's on your mind moving forward as far as the jazz go? We're going to come up with a fire and edge and, you know, we're ready to work. That's the biggest thing. We haven't necessarily gotten to where we want to get to. We put together some good seasons, you know, and there's some seasons where I come home and people forget that we lost in the first round of Denver. But based on that first round, you thought we went to the conference final. But, you know, as, as truthfully as we haven't. So we got some work to do and we're going to put the work in as a group. We're going to do it. Not just myself. It's going to be take all of us and you know, we brought everybody back. Back, you know, but we've also made some good additions. I'm excited for this year, and let's get to it. Our weekly conversation, our friend Mason Wake. So, Mason, give us the top three reasons the Cougars will beat the Utes, and as you guys are more handsome, one of them. <laughs> Man, you guys are trying to get me to say something, but I don't know. These are going to get out the mute, and some guys are going to be pissed off, but I guess one could just be they've won nine straight, and we're just motivated to go out there and play. We're at home. There's not much I can say. There's just going to be a lot of energy from both sides. Everyone's going to want to win. That's a hard question, but we'll just have to see. You can't stand those huge, can you? Nah, I want to beat them. <laughs> Cannot stand them. That's just our mentality. Mason. We are not friends this week. Former Ute receiver and a rivalry week staple. He is Kenneth Scott with us. Why do you think sometimes these games don't go according to maybe how you'd predict? That's a great question. I really don't know because dating back to my last year there at the Vegas Bowl, I thought we had that game in the bag, 35-7. I'm like, oh, yeah, there's no way they're coming back from this. I even put my helmet to the side knowing I wasn't going get back in. <laughs> but I guess it's the football gods that, you know, wanted us to have that memorable type game per usual so that families can talk about it on years on end. So I think it's just the football gods wanting us to have a good case. Magic happens. It's something to talk about. Former Cougar quarterback Tanner Megum with us. What needs to happen for BYU to get a victory? It's been a long time coming. Really, I think last year would have been their best shot. But now here we are, just one game in, so it's kind of hard to tell with 100% certainty who is the better team. I would we give the nod to Utah at this point, just based on how they looked in game one versus how BYU did. It's going to take much better execution in all three facets of the game. Offense, defense, special teams. BYU got away with a lot of mistakes against Arizona. You can't get away with that against a team like Utah. These games as we all know, come down to one play or one turnover, and the little things add up, and so we'll see who executes better on Saturday. Former Ute Christian Cox with us here on The Big Show. Utah's won nine consecutive. Do you think that's had an impact on the buzz around the rivalry? It's apparent. Things have changed. Whether you want to accept it or not, things have shifted, but it still is the holy war. It still is the rivalry. I think the buildup for Saturday, it's getting bigger and bigger because of the hiatus as well. So it's going to be a fun game. Utah has a way of playing really well, and it's because of Kyle and back in 2000 when we lost, I never saw Kyle more viscerally upset and angry. I think his wife took some verbal blows in the stands, and he basically said, we'll never lose to these guys again. And lo and behold, that's what's happened. BYU legend Rob Morris. What do you think has to happen for this streak to come to an end Saturday night? What does BYU have to do to win? I think it's going to take a big game from the new quarterback, from Hall. He's going to have to make some plays with his feet. Turnovers are obviously huge, but you can't get behind quick. you got to be in the game all the time, and these Games, I think they're a little more magnified than a normal game when they get emotional and when the momentum swings and the other guys get rolling, it can be tough to stop them in a rivalry game. So I think that's the key for BYU is some big plays, turnovers. I mean, that sounds like the key to winning every game, but in the rivalry games, you've got to keep it close or get a big lead. Football Fridays, Coach McElema Harrington. If BYU and Utah played last year, BYU would have won. So that would be one out of ten years or whatever? No, that's one in a row. <laughs> yeah, that's forget about the last yeah. ten years. So all the Utah folks hated the arrogant players like a little down at BYU. Like well, yeah, because BYU walk into your stadium like they owned it. They've got their noses up. Oh, yeah, we're going to play your dogs today, you know, whatever. And every dog has his day, Alema. Yeah.
Yeah. Now, when I walk into your stadium, I'm going to walk in like I own your place. BYU had a long reign, and now Utah says BYU's in our hindsight. We don't worry about them, and I think the older Utah fans love that. On behalf of my colleagues on the board of directors of the Big 12 Conference, I'm delighted to welcome Brigham Young University into the Big 12. Cougar Nation, welcome to the Big 12. Go Cougs! You know, we're bringing in four great universities. It's a good day for all of us, but it's especially good day for the Big 12 Conference. is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Sounds of the week right there, brought to you by the Raiders. Uh, the Raiders set for a showdown with the Ravens Monday night football starting at 6.15. It's brought to you by America First Credit Union, the exclusive home of the official Raiders debit card. Same uh, great features, benefits, now with the silver and black. Learn more at AmericaFirst.com slash Raider. Uh, it is Friday. That means Gordon's List. And uh, we had Bruce Feldman at the top of the 4 o'clock hour. And, of course, Football Friday from 2 to 4. So uh, you, should we do a 5 o'clock edition sure, of Gordon's not? List? It's abbreviated. Uh, but... I, I like it. I'm sure okay. the, the relevant topics of the day. Austin, do we have an intro this week? <clears throat> and now, another look into the mind of Gordon Monson. I know, we're all terrified. Let's just try to get through this together. This is Gordon's List. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Previously on Gordon's List. <laughs> Go Cougars! Go Lobos! <laughs> you do love the Lobos. It's Gordon's List, brought to you by Tim Daly <laughs> Nissan Murray, home of the auto warranty that doesn't quit. It's endless. It's perpetual. It's forever. That was it? You love the Lobos. You've always loved the Lobos. Not really. I don't know why. Go Aggies! You like the Aggies, too. Go Jazz! Woo-hoo! And the Jazz. Ooh, with a woohoo in there. Enthusiasm. Got any more? No. Okay. All right. You may have heard, Jake, that the Big 12 has invited BYU. I did hear that. Yeah. yeah. It's it was, kind of a big story today. Yeah. So there's been some question about who's going to join in on the conference at what time. According to Bob Bowlesby, the commissioner, he said today that BYU would join in 2023. Go Spurs! Two, two years from now, right? The other three programs, it was said by him, will join, quote, no later than July 1st, 2024. So they may not all join at the same time. Well, they have to exit from the AAC. So is this just, is this being careful uh, with the legalese? Yeah, they've got to negotiate a buyout if they want to leave early, which I'm sure is a, a possibility. So in addition to that, 
Bowlesby has said that uh, perhaps the conference is not done expanding. We talked to Bruce Feldman about this, but two schools are apparently among the schools being discussed. And I suppose now that BYU might be in on these discussions. Don't know that. But Boise State and Memphis. Uh, Boise State makes a lot of sense from the standpoint of giving uh, BYU a companion within the conference. What do you make of it? Good idea or bad? I don't know why they would expand further. I don't know why they expanded this much, to be honest with you. But I get why they expanded, and I think BYU brings some value. I don't, I don't know. You know, there's some other re- reasons, I suppose, to bring in these other schools. But um, I, don't, I don't know. Boise certainly is a good football program. Uh, Basketball is good occasionally. I don't know. Well, I don't see a whole lot of reason for it. To be apparently, the, any further expansion would be after 2024. Mm. So we'll see how that goes moving forward. You know, at, at what point does it become too clunky? You know, the SEC is going to 16. But when, when BYU is a part of that whack that had 16 teams in it, remember they had those quadrants? Yep. Four, four of them. And it just seemed like, yeah, you're in the same conference, but you don't really play each other all that often. See, that, that's the thing. It's who you add. It's not the number. Everybody gets so focused on the number. And that used to matter when you had to have 12 to have a conference championship game, but they got rid of that rule. So I don't, I don't think strength is necessarily me- measured in numbers anymore. I get it why BYU was the Big 12's number one priority in in uh, in expanding because BYU brings a lot of value. We've talked about that a lot. By far the most valuable university from a product standpoint of those that they're adding, and there's a reason BYU was their first choice. Okay, then let me ask you a question. In empire building throughout history, why is it that geography was really important? Expanding the empire. That was a, a symbol of strength. You didn't see very many empires that said, oh, yeah, that's good enough. We'll just keep it right where it is. No, they kept expanding. And then eventually getting too big and imploding. So <laughs> what's your what's your point you're making here? I guess I'm not making any point. I think you just made the point there. So is the Big 12 a P5 in your mind? We asked Dennis Dodd that earlier and he wasn't sure about that but now it seems like most of the stuff i'm reading is suggesting that the the big 12 is better now it has secured its future and it is a p5 ah what does that even mean i mean if they expand the playoff then it doesn't really matter i i don't know well from a prestige standpoint they the big 12 wants to be seen on the same level as the other biggies well this does not this does not make them equal to what they were. You can't lose two programs like that and not be affected. I mean, they, the Big 12's problem now uh, from a football standpoint is they don't have any marquee universities. They don't have any marquee programs. How important is that? Well, I think it's extremely important. Well, yeah, but if one of these schools can emerge out of their conference schedule with a glistening record, 
then will they be, uh, you know, will they have the opportunity? Because really, that's what it comes down to. You want your conference to be represented in that playoff. And we don't know what that's going to look like because of all the whoa, 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 whoa going on. But they they won't, if they have a glistening record, they won't get as much credit as other conferences, whether that's fair or not. And and look at the ACC is is an example because they get way more credit than they ever deserve because they've got a marquee franchise or franchise they've got a marquee franchise. university or university <laughs> you know they've well, got a marquee program uh, the Big Twelve right now does not is is short on marquee programs and and yeah. sure somebody can win a little bit more I got you but you know if you really want to talk about perception I don't know how they're going to perceive be perceived but the the good news is I don't think it matters I really don't. This is why it would be important for a team like BYU to hold on to their quality non-conference opponents because if you ever did have a stellar team, you would want to be able to point to some other things that beyond just what you're doing in conference. Who's the, who's the best program in the conference now? You know, that's a really good question. Are we talking just football? Yes. Yeah. Would it be Oklahoma State? Iowa State? They seem to be coming on strong. Yeah, but th- that's more a recent thing. Yeah. I mean, when we're, talking about, when we're talking about marquee universities, we're talking about, you know, getting it well, done over is, a long a, period of time. Is, well, there isn't that. Uh, I don't see that in there. That's but the, that this mean, is the problem. It doesn't mean you can't build that moving forward. Yeah, that I mean, that certainly will take time. I saw a story at CBSSports.com today that that the headline on it was the Pac-12's battle for relevancy continues. So suggesting, especially after what happened last weekend, is the Pac-12, how is that viewed? I mean, they do have a marquee program in USC. They've got a couple. Maybe Oregon. But... I think you can throw Washington look, into that category. Very good this last week. No, no, no. They uh, the Pac-12 has underachieved. I think uh, over the past whatever you want to say. I mean, I I think only getting two berths into the college football playoff is uh, underwhelming. So I don't, you know, but the, they still have those marquee universities that bring the the conference more value and more clout. I think, but yeah, there's no doubt. I mean. Uh, it, USC is still recovering from Pete Carroll leaving. I mean, they haven't found the right the right guy with the right touch since he's left. You know, we'll see what Jimmy Lake does in Washington. That's, I mean, that, that's, he's not off to not, a good, no. you know, that's that's not terrific losing to Montana yeah. because Coach Pete was a heck of a coach. And Oregon, you can make an argue they still haven't found their leg since Chip Kelly left. And that, Helfrich went to the playoff. But that I think that had more to do with Chip Kelly than it did Mark Helfrich, and and now you think they're heading in the right direction. Um, you know, had a nice little blip there with Justin Herbert, but I mean, he was. You could argue that they underachieved with him. They had they had a quarterback like that, and didn't get to the playoffs. So, I mean, I think you know the brand universities in the Pac-12 haven't really held up their end of the bargain. True or false? Okay. Utah fans are happy for BYU and its fans today. Oh, I think true. Why wouldn't they be? Oh, because they don't like each other. 
Yeah, but this doesn't have anything to do really with Utah. I know people who uh, want nothing good to happen to the other university. That's how deeply planted in the rivalry they are. Yeah, I think people say that, but do they really mean it? And I don't think it's the majority of people who say, no, why I wouldn't don't you? Either. You know, for the overall health of sport in this community, yeah. how could you not think it, it wasn't a good thing? I mean, we've talked about this for a long time. I mean, you know, at any given weekend, you know, 100,000 people will go watch football in this community. More than 100,000. More than 100,000. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you throw in the Aggies and throw in Weaver State. I mean, we're, we're talking about a, a significant portion of 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 our community supports uh, college football around here. And if you've got a, a, a race for the Big 12 title going on in Provo and a race for the Pac-12 title going on in Salt Lake City, man, that's, How, that's just good for, it's just good for everybody. Yeah, yeah it, it's good for everybody. It's certainly good for the state, yep. and it's good for sports fans who live right. here. So, I mean, yeah, there's probably an obnoxious youth fan out there is uh, thinking, oh, I didn't want anything good to happen to BYU ever. But this has nothing to do with Utah. How could you not just be excited for the opportunity that sports has in this community? So tomorrow, Jake, is BYU-Utah, Utah-BYU day. You know what Sunday is? Sunday? Sunday is National Grandparents Day. Okay, I love grandparents, but I'm still advocating to get rid of all these days. Yeah. What do you mean, yeah? Give me my day, will you? What are the other two national days that day? Because there's three every day. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't look. I just this caught my eye. Are you expecting a present? Would you? Would you? Would you do? Would you pass that along to me? I'm not your grandparent. Yeah, no. Sometimes it feels like it. I would not. I would not get you a present. I. I don't think so. No. Should I pass this on to my? Wait, you, you have so- a day though. You is Father's Day. <laughs> well, grandparents no, fall I'm- into the Mother's Day, Father's Day thing. We no, don't. They, they, we don't a need Grandparents' Day. It's uh, it's the same. Give me my due. You get oh. it on Father's Day. Hey, Austin. You have I'll a take, birthday. I'll take two. Jake's over there. I think you're two. Being, I think you're being greedy. Do you? Yeah. All right, Jake. Uh, yeah. Thank you. I saw a list of NBA teams' most underrated off-season moves. Okay. Each team, they listed one move. What do you think it was for the Utah Jazz? Most underrated off-season move. Uh, it's not the Mike Conley thing because that's probably appropriately rated. Yes. Uh, Pascal? The drafting of Jared Butler. In fact, the suggestion there was that he could contribute pronto, sooner rather than later. I don't know about that. I don't know if he'll be part of the rotation. I was going to say, I don't know if there's the role on the team that's available sooner rather than later. I don't know. Unless he comes in and just wows everybody. Well, I mean, if he comes in and plays his way onto the floor, I mean, that's that's a pretty good problem to have. I don't, but I don't know if he's going to have a role on the team day one. You know what I mean? I mean, he would have to, he would have to go out there and displace somebody. Yeah. We'll see. I have no idea. I, I have no idea. Jake question. I saw an email asking this question earlier today. Is Tom Brady the world's first super athlete? What does that Apparently mean? Apparently a lot of people are really impressed. 
that Tom Brady did what he did last night and that he will forever be good until he decides not to play anymore. No, I don't think that's true. Have you guys come around on Tom a little bit? I mean, this to what? Just how great he is. Well, he's fine. I don't have to cheer he's for fine. him. He's fine. He's not fine. He's fine. He's great. Why didn't you pick him in the Super Bowl last year? Ooh. He's great. I picked him in the Super Bowl last year. I know, but you ripped him all year long up until that because you were just being a contrarian. By the way, are we doing Survivor Pool again this year? No. No. <laughs> I'm all I'm all for like an NFL game picking activity, but no, not Survivor Pool. <laughs> Why? That, that turned into like a bloodbath last year. That was not that was not productive. People just lost week one. Nobody was in a good mood. <laughs> I don't think the listeners enjoyed it. I don't know. Are you projecting what you that you didn't enjoy it on our listeners? Yeah. Does it matter? <laughs> because you are the center of the universe. Yes. <laughs> Neither one of you can tell me that you actually wanted to. Do I it. did. I liked it. It was fun, but only because I like misery. <laughs> what did you guys think of the game last night? Amazing. Impressed again. Yeah. yeah. You are Austin. Set him straight, will you? I mean, it was typical Tom Brady's team getting away with the, uh, the refs helping him out. <laughs> Clearly, a pa- offensive pass interference. And Jay Catch, if you're listening, you can't tweet out, oh, it wasn't that much of a pass interference. Good no call. That's not what the rule book says. What does the rule book say? rule book say? says if you commit pass interference, it's a foul. There's not, oh, well, it's a close game and it's Tom Brady. And it wasn't that bad. It's, come on. But it was still impressive. And, yeah, he's maybe the best to ever do it. I mean, I like watching the Cowboys lose. I figured you would. You would take some tack like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, I, I enjoy watching them not be victorious, so there's that. I don't know. The guy, the guy never gets touched, stands back there and throws the ball. What do you want? Well, guys, <clears throat> football is back. College football off to a really interesting start this year. And the NFL, I mean, was that not a great way to kick off the season last night? Certainly looking forward to week one, no yeah. doubt. Live from the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. Price is so low, it'll blow your mind. Uh, come in here and check out the Cougar special on the Split King adjustable bed, mattress, and frame. You're not going to find a better deal anywhere else. You've got to come in and check it out. We'll have more of the big show coming up next. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Rivalry game going down tomorrow at your Cougar at 30 update. Here's Tyler Batty. Uh, doesn't subscribe to the Just Another Game talk. Definitely one of the most anticipated games each season. It's intense. It's exciting. I think it's pretty much everything you could want in a football game, right? It's kind of what we're out there to do, you know, is compete at the highest level and give it all. Uh, this update brought to you by our friends at Mountain Mike's. Check out Mountain Mike's Pizza, 3785 West. 104 South in South Jordan, now open. The best college football coverage in Utah is right here on the Zone Sports Network. We don't quit. Let's go. The Holy War is here. Another chapter in the Utah BYU rivalry is about to be written. And your home for the best coverage of Rivalry Week is right here on the Zone Sports Network. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.
We've had conversations with the Big 12 between BYU on the finances, and we like the deal that goes from now until the time it runs out and realize that the changing landscape in college athletics will probably be different in a couple years and certainly in the broadcast. But we're going into this confident that we can make this happen. I will say from a perspective of BYU, it might be a little bit different. Um, I, a very good friend of mine and mentor taught me quite a while ago, it, the money, the financial part in athletics, it can't be the number one thing. There's Tom Homo. Welcome on back. It is the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, live from the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. Prices so low to blow your mind. Come on by and see us at the warehouse. We have jazz gear for you uh, to give away as well if uh, you want to stop by and grab it. And uh, did we give away the – we did give away the Bees tickets. They are gone. Yeah, they went quick. Uh, well, those Ford Fan Zone uh, tickets are popular, Gordon. Hmm. Get out there and, and eat as many hot dogs as possible. Uh, but, uh, yeah, come on by and see us and uh, hang out with us. Gordon, uh, big deal. BYU uh, going to the Big 12. Um, I I think, and I heard Tim Lacombe on earlier today, uh, former Cougar assistant coach. Of course, he helps us on the jazz broadcasts uh, as well. Uh, uh, our good friend Timmy. But this is a, this is a huge deal for the basketball team, and we can talk about the other sports too. But all of a sudden, they're going from the West Coast Conference into one of the I don't know, Gordon. We can talk might about be whether the best. might be. I don't think I'd put them above the ACC quite yet myself. But well, that's because you're an ACC fan, and uh, uh, I'm also a sane human. But <laughs> it's a great basketball Who's the league. Champion again? Oh well, whatever. It's a great league, and and BYU. I, I feel good for the basketball team because I do think that they were put on the back burner uh, during the independent era for BYU, and they're going, um, they're going into a league. I mean, and they're going gonna, into a real, a really, really good league. You talk about having to get better. BYU basketball has to get better. Well, I'll tell you what, the run under Pope has been pretty good I so get far. It. I understand that, but, uh, you know, when you talk about the cumulative effect of playing tough opponents, that's what the Cougars are going to face in that Yeah, league. that 2020 squad was pretty good, though. The one that we didn't get a chance to see in the NCAA tournament. Well, my point is, and I think there is real validity to this, when you're playing in a league like the West, the West Coast Conference, uh, yeah, you have to really – channel up for Gonzaga, but then you get Pepperdine. But that's the or thing. Or Loyola Marymount. But Tim was know? saying, like, in that league, that's the problem is you get all those teams where you have to win. And it's it's really a, a, a lose-lose because the RPI is so bad that you have no margin for error. You right. have to beat all those teams. Okay. And then you have to beat Gonzaga once. And that's just to get in and get a crappy but seat in the I NCAA the, I tournament. I understand that. But my point is that facing tough competition game after game after game after game can take a toll on your team. And who knows? Maybe it'll prepare your team. Um, it'll make your team better. I'm not sure. But there are good teams in that Big 12. And we'll see how Mark Pope's team can can hold up and I would expect his recruiting to uh to get stronger uh because you know if you're a kid why would you want to play in the big 12 that sounds pretty good to me well and as far as football goes I'm just I'm so excited that BYU is going to be in a league again I think it's going to be a good league I mean we could debate till we're blue in the face where they fit in the overall college football landscape but the truth is it's it's 
a better league than the Mountain West Conference. It's a better league than the AAC, and they're going to be back to playing for a league title. And we get to know all these other teams now. They'll, they'll over the years, just like we've seen Utah with the Pac-12, get more relationships with these schools, and it, it will it, it will take on a life of its own. And I'm, I'm so glad that we're going to now talk about all conference players, and we're going to talk about championship games, and we're going to talk about, well, Iowa State may have it going this year, but we're going to go out and ruin it for them. You know, it's that feel... Uh, returning to BYU football is, I think, such a positive. I think it was so missing in independence. And I know the hardline independent folks out there will say, yeah, but the the big-time opponents make up for it all. I've never agreed with that. And I'm glad that they're going to get back into a situation where we can have an interesting season, even if they're not perfect. Well, they get the best of both worlds, really. You know, maybe not perfect, uh, but, but they get... Good. They get a competition, something to play for, a trophy to play for, and they play teams that are interesting for BYU's fans to see their team go up against. I think so, too. So it's good all the way around from that standpoint. Now, they're going to need some programs to step up and be better. Right. And figure out who's going to carry the flag, who's going to carry the water for this league. And we'll see what happens because things really get fluctuate in college sports. So we'll see what happens. Okay, Jake. So, how do you think these divisions are going to break down? Oh, I haven't is even given that any thought. Is this going to be East-West? Is it going to be because obviously BYU won't be in the same division with West Virginia? I'd consider not even doing divisions. I thought they said they were going to do that. They might. Yeah, they probably will. That's yeah. what others would do. I'm yeah, just telling it you, had not been because it had not been categorized yet. But they. They said there would be division. I like the division races because yet it's another race to talk about. I, I really do. But I'd be tempted to not do divisions at all just to guarantee that my best two teams ended up in the conference championship game. You know, as opposed to, you know, it looks we'll one see what it, beings right, we'll, we'll see what Oregon turns out to be. But it looks like the Pac-12 North is nothing to write home about mm-hmm. this year. And so who's going to end up surfacing is probably not going to be a great team again. We'll see with Oregon. But but that might not be all bad if you want your champion to have a better opportunity. No, no but the problem is when they win. The problem is when the, the crappy underachiever upsets the <laughs> – uh, yeah. upsets these should-be conference champion. That's So I, I would consider doing zero because there's – who are the natural rivals in the Big 12 anymore? You know? Yeah, I don't know. We're going to have to educate ourselves about that as time goes by. Because if you think about it, you know, Iowa, Iowa State are in different leagues. You know, uh, Texas and Oklahoma, the Red River shootout, that's now an SEC game. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State isn't a thing anymore. I mean, Baylor, TCU isn't really a rivalry, right? Texas Tech with any of those schools isn't really a rivalry. I mean, so so, so what do divisions really matter? You do, do you really need to keep natural partners together? But they'll probably do an east-west thing because that's where they're stretched. If it's east-west, then you got BYU, and then you got BYU going up against what Texas Tech. Uh, I got to look at a map. How far west is Iowa State? Well, in, in this there, case, would probably be in the western part. Yeah. And who at TCU? Because um, Houston. Houston's in eastern Texas. Yeah. Um, but all those schools they added outside of BYU are all in the eastern part, which they might want to divide those schools up. North-south? Maybe. Well, I, I would think the point in divisions is to limit travel somewhat, right? So there's the most distance between the east and the west. So I would guess, you know, you wouldn't want West Virginia and BYU in the same division. No, 
I don't think so. Although if you did north south, West Virginia is farther north and who knows? I don't know how they're gonna turn and they said today that they were gonna determine these things later on. And uh, so I imagine you'll get a couple of eggheads in there calculating mileage, distance, because I think you're right. I think you're, you, natural rivalries have nothing to do with it. It has more to do with travel costs. Right. I mean, with the Pac-12, you wanted to keep Arizona, Arizona State, USC, UCLA. You wanted to keep those schools right, together. Right, they're, Cal, they're Stanford, close. They're, they're near State. each other. Yeah, yeah, right. But that, that was the purpose of how they divided up those divisions with the North and the South, is you had schools that you wanted to keep together. I don't know if you really have that problem in the Big 12. Somebody uh, sent us a projected uh, east-west. Uh, Nick sent this in uh, on Twitter, like? so thanks, Nick. Uh, he's got east-west. West would be BYU, Texas Tech, TCU, Baylor, Oklahoma State, and Houston. Uh, and east, Kansas, Kansas State, Iowa State, Cincinnati, West Virginia, and UCF. See, I don't know if they do that because I don't know. Do they want all the Texas schools together? I don't know. Because the rest of the league will want to play in Texas too, right? Good point. However, there there will be crossover games, just like there are in the past. Of course. Just not every year. That sounds about right to me. I don't Give think, me that one more time. I don't think they'll keep uh, all the Texas schools together. Uh, BYU, Texas Tech, TCU, Baylor, Oklahoma State, and Houston. All right. BYU would love that. They, that's going to Texas multiple times a year. Mm-hmm. Kansas, Kansas State, Iowa State, Cincinnati, West Virginia, and UCF. When you rattle off those names, I think of basketball. <laughs> yeah, it's a great look, league. Look at the teams in there. I mean, Baylor, national champions. Kansas? Wow. Uh, you know, West Virginia has a decent uh, history there. Houston? Texas Tech has been good. Uh, man, that's some good stuff. K-State? Yeah. Well, anyway, we'll see how they divvy it up. I I just I, – I, I have a hard time with expansion, uh, a league getting so big that it you don't even feel like one team that's in the league is really even part of another team. And the SEC is doing that because I guess they want to take over the world. There's talk that the Big 12 will eventually do that. I don't know. The Pac-12 seems like it wants to stand pat. Do you think there will be an alliance between the Big 12 and the SEC? No. SEC doesn't need anybody. I don't think the SEC is going to. And, and what does an alliance even mean? It's well, like I something know, out of I know bad reality down, TV. You downplay the alliance, but some people think it's a big deal. The ACC, the Big Ten, and the Pac-12. So why would the SEC ali- form an alliance with the Big 12? Because then, then you have uh, you have a partner. To fight off everybody else. They just raided the Big 12. <laughs> you don't think the Big 12 would be all that eager? I don't think the SEC thinks they need anybody. Hmm. Well, maybe they're right. Let's form an alliance. <laughs> this is kind of like the way the old NFL was versus the old AFL. The NFL thought that they were better than everybody in the AFL. And then, you know... Joe Willie Namath is guaranteeing a, guaranteeing a victory over the, the very, very good Baltimore Colts. And what happens? The Jets win. You're talking about the uh, the nylons guy? <laughs> he sold popcorn, too. What else did he sell, Joe Willie? 
uh, was it men's cologne? I think he's responsible for the most infamous sideline reporter moment of all time. Well, there was that as well. Hey, the man wanted to be kissed. That was a bad scene. I don't. I, I shouldn't even joke about that, man. That's there's too much of that in our world, and that was a bad moment. What, he, drinking he, too much at a football game? No, treating treating a woman <laughs> I that know way. What you're but uh, anyway, uh, that was that was the most important football game, professional football game ever played, and uh, it led to a merger. So I don't know. College football seems like it's heading in a different direction. Everybody, everybody's trying to establish their own kingdom. More Big Show coming up next, live from the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West, right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. The head coach of the University of Utah, Kyle Winningham. You've been doing this for a bit. You've coached in a lot of these rivalry games. To the point where, are you calloused or does it still feel a little different? Does this week still have a little special (laughs) meaning to you? It does have a little different feel to it. Now it's a different feel than it used to have, I can tell you that. It's not quite the same as when we were both in the Mountain West or the WAC and the game was at the end of the year. and had more of a true rivalry feel back then, but it's still certainly an intense game and certainly has the attention of the entire state of Utah. Hanson Scotting weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. The best college football coverage in Utah. This is your Utes at 50 update on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Your Utes at 50 update. Here's Coach Witt giving a scouting report on BYU's defense. A little more even front than they were playing a few years ago, but the same philosophy, zone coverage, is what they hang their hat on, keeping things in front of them. That really is, you know, the basics of it is don't give up the big play and, and keep things in front and rally and tackle, and that's been their MO for quite a few years. This update brought to you by TryDayTrading.com. Now anyone can be a day trader. Visit TryDayTrading.com today. Now, it's time for the big show to tell you exactly who will win this weekend in the NFL. Yeah, who are we kidding? These guys have no idea. It's your NFL picks with a big show. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big show, time for some NFL picks. We're not doing uh, Survivor Pool again this year. That was just one a disaster. Of us, one of us disaster last year. One of so us. we're just going to do picks. And are we going to say the the? Are we going to say the two people with the worst picks have to uh, record incriminating audio this year, or Sounds just good. the the person who takes last? No, no. The more, I, I'd say the I winner. Say. Let the winner crow about it. And the losers suffer. Okay. So both, <laughs> both members of the show that do not win will be recording incriminating audio. That's the deal? Yep. That All sounds right. like someone who doesn't want to be alone in his misery when he's the no, loser. that's somebody who is looking forward to reigning supreme. Okay. Uh-huh. Well, we'll pick three games a week, and we'll see how it goes. We'll, we'll be picking against the spread. So Austin has selected three games for us. Where are we starting? Uh, wait, so we're picking against the spread then? We're not no, do, doing straight-up no, winner? we're doing straight-up. No, let's pick against the spread. You want to do straight-up winner? Yeah. Why? We've never done against the spread before. I know, so let's do it now. 
That's fun. Let's yeah, do it. Then we're going to end up with... All right. All right. Straight up winner. That's fine. All right. I, I, don't, I, I don't care. Uh, straight flip up winner. A, let's, let's go. Let's straight go. up winner. Fine. All right. The Chargers head to Washington where a football team will host them with a minus one advantage according to the books. Okay. I'll, uh, go, I'll go first. Okay. I got the commanders on that one. Oh, I think the Chargers win big. I think Chargers are going to be good this year. I'm going with Washington. Lost? Uh, I'm going with the Chargers as well. So, Jake, yeah, I'm with you there. Uh, although Washington like might win that division, but I'll go with the Chargers this week. That doesn't mean they're good, though. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> As we found out last year. Zach Wilson makes his NFL starting a regular season debut in Carolina, North Carolina, uh, minus four for the Panthers. Jake? Uh, you had me at Jets. Panthers roll. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I uh, I also will go with the Panthers, and I Sam Darnold gets his revenge. Hmm. See, now I'm in a spot where you've both picked the Panthers. I'm not going to gamble week one. I'll go with Carolina. Yeah. Well, I'll be wrong or I'll be right. Uh, finally, the Green Bay Packers, a three-and-a-half-point road favorite against Jameis Winston and the New Orleans Saints. Although, is that game... Actually, in Texas, I think it is, isn't it? Yeah, that is correct. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I'll, I'll go first. Give me the Packers to win by 63 uh, to, over the, uh, the Saints. <laughs> 63. I think Packers win big. Yeah, I think the, the Saints' run of rele- relevancy might be coming to a close. I uh, view it this way. Simple as can be. Which team has the better quarterback? The Packers. It because Taysom Hill's not starting, I'm with you. All right, so there you go. <laughs> I'll take the uh, the Jeopardy host. Man, he was bad at that. I thought he was good. Zero personality does not make for good television. <laughs> what do you want? And, and have you want a great game con- today, closing out the week. <laughs> Final Jeopardy category is American literature. In 1930, the Republican-controlled House of Representatives, in an effort to alleviate the effects of the, anyone, anyone, the Great Depression. Hello, Wildcats. This is Weber Cooks. And today we're doing uh, chili cheese nachos. Jennifer, we start with you. Uh, tough game today, but let's see how you did in Final Jeopardy. You put down, what is Animal Farm? No, sorry, that's incorrect. Passed the, anyone, anyone, a tariff bill, the Holly Smoot Tariff Act. Over to our champion, Pasquale. See what you wrote down. You said, what is of mice and men? Yes, of course, John Steinbeck's novel about Lenny and George who talk about having their own rabbit farm one day. And we set the microwave for four and a half minutes. And when that's done, we'll put them in a bowl. Which anyone raised or lowered? raised tariffs over to our two-day champion on the end scott did you come up with the correct response 
Oh, that's right. See, you guys are missing the point. terrible. No, you're missing the point. <laughs> it's supposed to be a show about intelligence. It's a, it's and, a show about paint drying, Jake. You no, know, you don't want some whiz-bang guy or, or woman hosting that show. Yeah, you don't want you, good ratings. Alex Trebek was plenty entertaining. He wasn't oh. He wasn't some lifeless <laughs> suit up there. No, that, I'm telling you, you're missing the point. That's Aaron Rodgers. Our two-day champion. That, that's the beauty Pasquale. of the way he was doing it. He was no. doing it the way the show should be done. Uh, it super condescending and boring. We'll be back it was, tomorrow. It was, uh, it, was, it, was, it was condescending, that one. <laughs> super said, condescending. No, that's not the right answer. And then when the other guy got it right, he said, of course. Of course. <laughs> I love it. Awful. Of course you would love the condescending nature of it. No, I mean, uh, who's you think, you know, it's just. I don't need P.T. Barnum hosting the thing, but I need someone with a pulse. Yeah, I got to agree with that. He didn't blink for three days. He's a robot. <laughs> have, have some inflection in there. Yes. You guys, you got to make it boring a little bit. Welcome to Jeopardy. <laughs> Uh, Answer man. in the form of a question. He was better than that other guy, who, who the producer who hired himself and then fired himself. I don't know. Did you watch an episode with that guy? I have no <laughs> I idea. Think I, saw, I think I saw one. Uh, uh, good time. Who, uh, who do you want? Who would you pick for that? Not Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> no, but who, who's your perfect host? Anyone else. <laughs> okay. You want? You want? You know. Bozo the Clown in there. Better It would be better. <laughs> Austin, Give you a reason to watch. Austin, who's a personality in Hollywood or elsewhere that you think would be? How about Peyton Manning? Peyton Manning. No. Uh, well, Jake hates Peyton Manning, but Peyton no, Manning right. is an entertainer, really. It'd be probably better than Aaron Rodgers. How about Clint Howard? Yes. I'll go with Aaron. <laughs> Give me Raya Perlman. No. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, Carla. How about Danny DeVito? Fine. Hell, her husband. Okay. Her ex-husband. Oh, are they oh, exes now? Yeah. Oh, is nothing to last forever? Even no November rain. <laughs> All right. Let's go. I'm disappointed in you guys. You're missing the point. The show is supposed NFL to be NFL somewhat... players for 400. What's the word? Would it be... Milk toast. Is that the He's word? Terrible. I'm not That's sure what that word. means. Uh, all right. <laughs> okay. Let's and now let's, we'll let's... watch wallpaper fall. <laughs> More big show coming up next live from the warehouse, 1825 South, it. 300 West. They've busted out the big deals for the rivalry weekend. Do yourself a favor. Uh, they've got several buy one, get one deals going on. A great deal on a split king adjustable bed. Uh, you're not going to find better prices anywhere on the planet. It's the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. More next, 97.5 and 1280 of the zone. Uh. Wrapping up the big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Gordon, man, rivalry week just flew by this year. I tell you. It did. This week went by fast. Looking forward to the game and uh, tomorrow night. And, I, you know, there's always room to be surprised. I think the Utes will win. But, look, I mean, I understand the fact that it's rare, but I could be wrong. Wait, wait, wait. What's rare? That I'm wrong. That's not rare. 
You're wrong all the time. What? <laughs> we'll see. I, I'm hoping for a good game, Gordon. Yeah. I, my prediction, and and I've been holding out on a score for you all all week long. So you ready for this? I am. All right. Utes win 22-18. to 18. What? <laughs> With two weather delays, and it will end at 2 a.m. 22 to 18. A couple of safeties? Multiple safeties. <laughs> <laughs> Held out missed, all week for that, huh? A, a few missed uh, extra points, maybe. 22 you know? to 18. Is there any other way to score? <laughs> is, there, is there any other way that we can make this score really weirder? So proud of himself. Oh, yeah, I'm so proud of him. I've been, I've been thinking about that all day. 22 to 18. <laughs> I will... I may send Sadie to college on my dime if if this if, if it ends twenty two to eighteen. Austin and I will combine and pay for her education. Deal. Not not evenly, but we'll combine. Yeah. Deal. Or at least part. You of heard it here the first. Maybe folks. just a smidgen of twenty two to eighteen. Buy her a lolly. Coming up next, we're ending the big show a little early today. That is because Utah State football is coming up right around the corner. Scotty G. Go Aggies. All the action straight ahead and everybody enjoy the rivalry game we will talk to you on monday on the big show 97.5 and 1280 the zone